Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Two children in contemporary New Bedford, Massachusetts, spent an eventful summer in a beach house with their mother and her boyfriend in Sweet Thing. This is Alexander Rockwell's brand new film. Uh, it is poetic. It's uplifting rendering of childhood. It is so many different things. There's, there's so much to recommend about this film. Not only is it a wonderful story about growing up, but a story about overcoming hardship, having humanity. The film is just bleeds humanity throughout and with some terrific performances, including uh, Will Patton, as well as Lana Rockwell, as well as Nico Rockwell. There are so many things to recommend about this film and you should be looking for it. It's called Sweet Thing. We're joined today by the director and the writer of the film, and that would be Alexander Rockwell. Welcome back to Film School hey. Radio. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, what inspired this? What was it about? Well, where were you in your life that you you wanted yeah. to write this film and put it together? Good, good question. By the way, that introduction was very kind of you, and I and I and and that's what I was always aiming for, and uh, the humanity and the and the celebration kind of of the poetry and and uh, and the challenges of youth, but the rising out of it and the kind of the hopeful humanity in the film. So thank you for seeing that, and 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 I hope people do get to appreciate that. Um, well, the genesis of this film was, you know, I. I was in LA, I was living in LA for a little bit and I was trying to make films and sometimes you lose your compass. I was trying so much to get a film made through the traditional way of making films, like, you know, attach a star, try to find a small company. And, and I was just spending years doing that. And I started to kind of lose the love of filmmaking or what I really, what, what connected me to it in a very personal way when I was younger. And I kind of lost, was losing my compass a little bit. I had this moment of truth with myself. And I just said, to, said, what do you love most? Just go do what you love. I don't care who sees it. I don't care what the career aspect of it, of it is. And so I got down on my hands and knees and I, and I looked at my kids and I said, well, I love black and white. I love film itself. So I'm going to shoot in 16 millimeter. I'm going to get a lot of, you know, all the film I can from friends. I'm going to get, I'm going to hire waiters and, 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 and people I meet in the park to be my crew. And I'm just going to make a little sidewalk road movie and in Los Angeles of all the nooks and crannies that you never see in LA and just kind of go there with no permits or no unions and just go do this thing. And just, I don't care where, who sees it. I just want to do this thing that I love. So sure enough, I ended up with an hour long movie that people responded to though. And, and that was weird because clearly, you know, you can tell people this a million times, but do what you love to do and something good will happen. You know, you can say till you're blue in the face, this is proof of the pudding because I'd been making films that were not kind of getting at me anywhere and getting, you know, you know, they were getting some response, but, but this movie, clicked and it's an hour long black and white and it has no movie stars in it and it just clicked and people liked it it won awards it traveled the world so then I you know I kind of thought well I kind of found like the fountain of youth in this movie like maybe going back to what I love to do with people I really trust and people I really engage and love making films with maybe that's the way to do it so this film is a bit of a bigger film it's an hour and a half it involves my graduate students shot it who I love they're like family to me too and Will Patton, who I worked with on In the Soup, is in it. And he's just 
Will is just amazing. I mean, this guy lived in a sleeping bag in his car half the time we were making this film. Like, you know, he, he does big movies, he does big TV shows, and he just really responded to the film and the script. And he's all about, like, he's my age, and he just completely identified with, uh, with it. And the kids, and he just hit it off. It was like making a film with a family again, you know, with all the turmoil and the arguments and the fun and the love and the goofing and the laughing. You, we made this film and you see that when you watch the movie, you can see the genuine affection my children had for, for Will. You can see how much they really love each other and how much they really, they really thought, they said, you know, they said like, he's like my movie dad. You know, they would spend time together picking berries or whatever, you know, they really, really loved working together. So that's the genesis of it. I will continue to make films like this because, you know, as the older I get, the more I realize I just don't want to compromise. I w I've spent enough time kind of trying to get movies made, going out to dinner with people I don't even want to take an Uber ride with. I don't want to waste any more time. I just want to make these films or not make any films. And, you know, there's another beautiful thing about this, which is that it brings in with through this crowdfunding thing, uh, which I finished the film with, it brings in people who are just fans of movies. They come in and they... And you see these, you meet these people and they give you some money to finish the film and they're really invested in there. It's, it's a great way to bring in an audience too. What you describe is difficult and I'm sure at times heartbreaking in, yeah. that, in terms of that process. But the payoff is knowing internally in your heart yeah. that you made the film you wanted to make yeah. and that the rest of it is is transitory it's not it's not going to matter at the end of the day because of that what you just described i am so very surprised to hear you say you had some of your students from your class shoot yeah. this because the cinematography is outstanding you said it you shot it on 16 yeah yeah so i shot it in super 16 and one of the things that's interesting is that you know you said you were surprised that that film students had, had worked on it and shot it and in in collaboration with me the beauty of this is that i was able to sit for hours with the student um lasa who, who was the uh, um the cameraman right. and i was able to watch all these movies with him i was able to watch shadows by cassavetti so i was able to watch you know get into like you know, whether it's Buster Keaton or, or La Strada by Fellini. And I was able to look at these black and white films that I found absolutely gorgeous and really study how they were done. And I had all the time in the world. And, it, and because I'm, a, you know, I'm, it's a graduate film program, he's really curious. And so that we're actually able to kind of go back into the history of film and study how black and white is shot. And and that was a luxury because you, you'd never be able to pay that with a professional uh, photographer. And I've shot a lot of stuff myself. So I understood a lot of what I was after in terms of how I would plan the shoot. But um, it was really an adventure and we were sharing something we really loved. And I think that does come across. And, you know, it's funny because black and white is an interesting thing. I always feel, and I feel that people will get to this place, but there's a couple of reasons why black and white, I mean, there's three reasons. One is I love black and white. Okay, that's, that's one probably good enough reason. But secondly, Black and white when you don't have a lot of money is a much better way to shoot a film because you can organize it by tonality. You don't have to like have some digital general ugly, you know, palette that is just uncontrolled and sloppy looking. You can actually reduce so like red doesn't pop out. It's it's a gray and you can kind of organize the space if you don't have a lot of money for production. Well, let's talk about we talked a little bit about the story to the degree that, you know, I mentioned that Lana and 
Nico, your children are really the heart of the film. Uh, Will Patton, we right. talked about him. What a wonderful performance he gave in this film. And, the, and then mm -hmm. also the key to any independent film for me is finding these other actors and roles that fill in kind of the, they provide the, the color of the film, the yeah. shades of the color of the, of the story. And you got mm -hmm. some really wonderful people to do well, yeah. a couple of which are not particularly nice people, by the way, yeah. but some really well drawn characters and well, talk a little bit about how you got those other people involved. Yeah. Well. No, no, it's a really great uh, question. Cause you know, like uh, Jabari was found in a skate park, as I said, and he was a wild firecracker of a guy. And, you know, I've kind of gotten to the point in my life where I kind of throw caution to the wind in terms of what is charismatic, what is cinematic. You know, there's this weird thing, quality that certain people have that the camera lens just likes them. You almost have to put someone in front of a camera to see it. And I think a lot of people don't understand that these days, that some people just have a quality. And I, and to this day, I don't even know really what it is. It's like a tone, it's a response to the lens. And you have to put someone in front of the lens just to look at them and see if they're charismatic or if they're authentic. And that, that to me is an oversight for the lot of low budget films is a lot of people think, oh, well, that's just a minor character. We'll just, you know, we'll get your mother to play it and put a hat on her, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you'll just stand in the corner. But honestly, the human eye, we detect what we don't like. If you take a frame, you know, I have to believe the whole atmosphere. If I don't believe it, if some person's doing some weird thing over there, it's got, my eye's gonna go to it. But it's like, it's like looking at a bunch of, you know, like a white picket fence and there's one broken picket. You know, your eye will go to it. Yeah. And so I've really learned that about extras and small roles that in small roles, that is the fabric of a movie. That's yeah. like, the, the, that's the forest. And th those are the trees you believe. And that's the atmosphere, the jungle you live in. And so I, I really, I appreciate you saw that because I, I really love that in the films. Is it ML Joseph who plays the, you know, the kind of evil stepfather. He's, you know, weightlifting kind of guy. And he's this his first acting job. And I just loved his weird, like, he's like, he's like, he's kind of creepy, but he's not like your typical bad guy. He's, you know, he's like a jock or something. He's having fun. And, and I like that twist. Um, and he's authentic. So yes. And the way you introduce him into the film where he just kind of walks into frame or the camera yeah. picks him up, you know, off, yeah. off the, up to the side. Yeah. And you can just tell by what he's wearing, where he's standing, <laughs> how he's standing. Yeah. He ain't a good guy. This is not gonna this not gonna end well. No, it's and not it, gonna end well. And and he's the typical bad guy who's not like malevolent in his in his spirit. He's just kind of cocky and and he just thinks he can do whatever he get away with whatever he wants to get away and indulge life the way he wants to. And and the bottom line is, you know, a lot of those actors were authentic, you know, people. A lot of them are not actors. I love yeah. blending non-actors with actors. Yeah. It's all about authenticity for me. Well, and he lives in a world where you can get away with just about anything you want yeah. to, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the, that's the vibe. And also yeah. Karen Parsons. Wow, that's a tough role. And, you know, it's hard to play. I don't want to give too much weight, but it's hard to play that role. Yeah. of victim if that's i don't know if i'm saying yeah, too much no. but but no. but also and also her ability to kind of pivot in a way you would hope she you wouldn't want someone okay. to pivot is another thing about it all of these things because they create the tension and it also creates the motivation for nico and billy to take uh, to do what they do you yeah. know as just in malik yeah. all, all of them so it just creates and cassavetes i you know hope you're okay with me to say but this has definitely has a Cassavetes film uh, vibe to it because 
this this film could go any way. And no, thank you. Yeah, that's 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 very much John John's thing. Is I always found myself laughing in the most tragic moments, or you know, when something's funny, it's kind of got a cutting edge to it. And John really gave me that. Like you know, he used to say to me, he was kind of my mentor, and he used to say to me, you know, people fart in funerals. You know, it can be funny. It's like so. I, there's kind of an irreverence to his humor. Um, you know, uh, and, and I really absorbed that from John. I feel that way. I think, in other words, I think Sweet Thing is a kind of heavy movie, but it's yeah. also very funny and light. It has a kind of twists on it. And I think some people, I think it's very much like life, honestly, but I think that some people might, you know, be challenged by that. In general, I, I, I take that as high praise. That there were tones of Cassavetes in there. Well, the film's title is Sweet Thing. As I mentioned earlier, the humanity in the heart of this film, mm-hmm. there's a sweetness to the flawed characters, particularly Will, who plays Adam, their father, but also the kids. They're sweet-hearted kids. Despite all of this kind of craziness that's going on around them, they love each other, they care about each other. And Lana is just really, really good at conveying an internal character, an internal world that she's dealing with. She just radiates this kind of She's really quite good in this. I mean, I hope I'm, I'm making that clear, but no, she you really are. has. You know, it's, her, it's her birthday today. Oh, it's her birthday today. She's eight, just turning eighteen. Well, which is along. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. I so go back to where we're because the the heaviness there are certain certain things, but when they end up in that house in the in the Hamptons or wherever it is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they you get to see them play out like kids would play out, and it's just there's a lot. I don't it's a real celebration. Yeah. No, I mean, you 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 did. To, you you hit something there, which is that that there's kind of a freedom, like despite the heaviness, there's a, a a joy in it. And I think as adults, when we look at this film, a lot of adults really respond to this film as well as you know young people. But I think what it is is it looks eye to eye with young people. It doesn't look down on them and, and study them as kind of like hmm, these are interesting young people. Why are what are they feeling? It's more no, you're inside their experience. And that that moment when they get get into that house. And they're actually able to act out their fantasies and their joy. You're really on the level with them. You're like with them. You're like, hey, let's go eat some ice cream and let's, you know, let's dress up and dance. And you really you celebrate with them that they have this this kind of like freedom. Um, and you know, and there's a joy in that. It's um, it's like the song. It's like "Sweet Thing" by Van Morrison. Uh, he was gave us the song, which is just amazing. But you know, he says, "And I shall never grow so old again." It's kind I of like know. a longing, you know. That's a great line. I shall never again. Yeah. It's a beautiful, and it really is the heart of the movie. It's like, yeah. it's almost like a resistance against cynicism and, and, and growing old and in, in the sense of like, you know, you know, giving up or quitting or submitting to like the challenges of, it's more like bursting against it and, um, and celebrating something. The music, that's another thing that I loved. And I'm a huge fan, Morrison fan. I believe that's Astral Works uh, yeah. or Astral, Astral Works. Yeah. And I hadn't heard it as the acoustic. It's more or less the acoustic version yeah, of it. An acoustic bootleg version. Yeah, it's um, it's an amazing version, actually. I mean, the song is a beautiful song. And I was really afraid uh, because, you know, Van is notoriously a very finicky, picky man. He's known, I think, in Ireland as kind of like the... <laughs> you know, the, the curmudgeon or something, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. which basically means he's, he, you know, he's, he's got an opinion of things and he kind of like, got his, you know, you can tell from his music, he's not a, you know, lightweight. So I was really afraid, you know, cause I'd named the film sweet thing. I was like, oh man, there's no way I'm going to get this guy to, 
there's just no way. But I ended up tracking, going down every rabbit hole and I found some guy in Switzerland who <laughs> books him and I got his manager's number and I sent Ben Morrison the, 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 the piece of um, footage and he loved it. So he gave it to us, which is just amazing. You know. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm glad that all worked out. And there's other great music. I'm a big Sigur Rós fan. Uh, so oh, it's great. great. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're fantastic. Aren't they great? Yeah. yeah, they're, oh my gosh. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Transcendent, transcendent music. And Brian Eno. Uh, Brian Eno, another fan. I'm a huge fan of Brian Eno's. I'm, yeah. You're talking about two artists that I have a lot of their music. <laughs> a lot of their music. Yeah, so great. yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, I think I, I just yeah, there's so much to like about this. I want to let people know that it's the film is I believe I'm saying this right. June 18th is the release. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And you can go to now. This is where I may need your help. Right yeah. now, I have it as Urban Distribution. This, the, that's uh, that's the French uh, company. They're releasing okay. it in France. No, the the uh, U.S. Uh, company is called um, Film Movement. They're releasing it in Los Angeles and New York to start, and they're going to roll it out depending on how it goes. And it's going to be great to go to theaters. I mean, I will tell you that if you go see this movie, and I say this with all confidence, not cockiness, I would just say this is a great film to go to. It's like, it's a celebration. You know, you go to the movie and it's like, be with other people. And it, it comes alive in an audience, this movie. It, it, you know, when I was in Berlin and we showed it to 800 people, it got a standing ovation. It's got a kind of an energy in an audience that is really remarkable. And, you know, when you watch it alone in your screen, it's, it's one thing and it's, it's, it has resonance. But in a theater, I think we should all get out and go to movies. It's like we love movies. Let's go see them. So Film Movement is the place to go. Filmmovement.com yep. that will get them to where they need to go. I want to thank the director and writer of this film, Sweet Thing. That would be Alexander Rockwell. Thank, thank you. you. Thank it's you, a sir. pleasure talking to you, man. I, I hope we get to talk to get together soon again because um, you're a great guy and I, and I, and you obviously love film, you love cinema, and I really appreciate being on that uh, being here with you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music